today on CityCast Pittsburgh. The state Senate reconvenes today, which means we could finish the state budget any minute. It's only four and a half months late, but who's counting? And one of the things now included in it is e-scooters. For two years, they were all over Pittsburgh, and in July, they went away. But big news, they could be coming back, at least for another year. And today, we're talking about why. It's Monday, November 13th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. I'm with CityCast producer Sophia Lowe. Good morning. Happy Monday, Megan. Happy Monday. Have you ever ridden an e-scooter? I haven't. Uh, Before Pittsburgh, I was in South Bend and they also had e-scooters there. But I'm a little scared of them. My balance is pretty terrible, (laughs) Um, especially if I'm getting to a new place. Like I need to be on my phone for directions. E-scooter is not the mode of transportation I'd probably take. I get it. I mean, in Pittsburgh, they're a little, I don't know, they can be nerve wracking because we have all these hills and, you know, we are not exactly on a grid. It's a thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, what about like the concept of them? Like, do you, do they, do they bug you? Have you seen them out and about? I've seen them out and about. I am a certified passenger princess, so I'm hopping <laughs> in my partner's car or the bus. Um, but obviously, as someone who doesn't have my own car, if there are more ways for people to get around, that's great. But it also seems like there have been a lot of issues with e-scooters. So could be more pro e-scooter if those things were sorted out. Totally. Um, well, we're going to get into it. The scooters could be coming back to Pittsburgh. Um, Sophia, of course, is newer to our team, newer to the city. Um, mm-hmm. But we've been fussing about e-scooters and their specific implementation here in Pittsburgh for a while. Not because they aren't a really cool option. More mobility options in the city are amazing, full stop. Um, but because we feel like Pittsburgh could do better. Yeah, and shout out to reporter Ann Belzer. She's been digging into all this for print, the actual printed newspaper covering the East End. And you can also find that work online at Next Pittsburgh. Yes, her reporting is so, so good. You'll be hearing directly from Ann later on. So let's talk about how this is all happening again. It's once again part of the budget process. Um, I think that's so interesting how they can like tack things on in this way. House Majority Leader Matt Bradford, he represents the Democrats and he's in Montgomery County. He added this e-scooter reauthorization in Pittsburgh as an addition to the 2023-2024 state budget. So it's part of a fiscal code bill. And without those, if you're not familiar, a lot of programs can't get funding. But the state, House and Senate need to approve them to completely finalize, finish the budget once and for all. Yeah. And in her next Pittsburgh story, I know Anne asked Representative Bradford, who's on the other side of the state, why he cares about this. Like, why would he put an amendment in there that really only affects Pittsburgh? And she didn't get an answer to that specifically. Um, But according to friend of the pod, Stephen Caruso, he's a Capitol reporter for Spotlight PA. That's pretty normal. Bradford is the majority leader, so he could be doing it because other Pittsburgh area representatives wanted him to, or maybe even for like a Senate colleague who supports it. Democrat Jay Costa, for example, was super in favor of scooters when they first came to the Pittsburgh area in 2021. So sometimes I guess the leader, the majority leader, will file on behalf of the whole. You also spent a lot of time reaching out to our local legislators. I tried. What did you hear? Yeah. Well, what did you hear back? Are they excited? What are they feeling about this? 
Yeah, a lot of people don't want to talk about it yet, at least not until it's official. Um, Representative Lindsey Powell, she's in support of micromobility pilots generally uh, and says that they support alternative transit options because they, quote, believe it is a major issue with transportation and mobility throughout the county. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Representative Dan Frankel's office got back to us, too. Um, they said they're also supportive, but with some stipulations because this new pilot is a little bit different from the old one. Um, so there are requirements that the city has to meet if they do decide to create this new program. And since we've been talking about this so much, I'm actually going to read the actual language in the amendment. It says, quote, a city of the second class shall adopt an ordinance and executive order authorizing the shared electric low speed scooter pilot program by December 31st, 2023. Yeah. So there's a few things to note there. Shall adopt and city of the second class. I feel like second class always sounds a little bit like an insult, but um, Pennsylvania just categorizes cities based on their population size. And based on that, Pittsburgh is the only city of the second class. So it means us. But Pittsburgh is first in our hearts, first class. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And then the shall adopt part. In legislative speak, that usually means will, like has to, but we don't know that for sure. It like leaves a little bit of wiggle room either way. Um, So technically, Pittsburgh Mayor Ed Ganey has to sign an executive order to reauthorize all of this by that date, December 31st. Here's Ann Belzer's take on that. So what I understand from like people who do this, the legislature can't actually force a city to do something like this, but that could be a court battle. So it's like a sort of a nice cover for the city if the city um, says, well, you know, we're told we had to do it. If the city didn't want to, they could fight it and they would probably win. But does the city really need that cover, though? It seems like they were pretty happy to have the scooters around the last two years. Yeah, our Department of Mobility and Infrastructure really fought for them. Um, So it kind of sounds like, no, we don't really need it. We asked the mayor's office if they had any reaction to getting the scooters back. And they wrote in an email, quote, the city is thankful for the legislation funding that will allow the continuation of the e-scooter program while addressing issues identified by residents. This is an opportunity to provide mobility to many in the community, end quote, which sounds to me like, yay, we get them back and we get the funding to support getting them back. Um, Not like a group that might be readying for any kind of court battle. Hey, Pittsburgh. Behind those stately red doors on Bingham Street, the brilliant minds at Pittsburgh's City Theater have a brand new stage show for you. It's a modern revamp of the Shakespearean classic Hamlet. Fat Ham follows a young queer black man named Juicy whose father visits from beyond the grave to demand Juicy avenge his murder. Check it out through March 24th and get your tickets at citytheatercompany.org. Use code CityCast, all one word, for $5 off. So the mayor's office seems pretty happy about this new pilot program. What about city council? Yeah, districts one and four got back to us. They declined to comment, at least until the budget authorizing the scooters actually comes to pass. Um, District five councilperson Barb Warwick talked to CityCast producer Mallory Falk. She shared her reservations about the first pilot's shortcomings. Well, as lots of people know, there were scooters all over the sidewalks and in people's yards and sort of littered around the city, uh, which not only is just generally not great, but uh, actually causes harm to folks who really depend 
on our right-of-ways, folks in wheelchairs, folks who um, have difficulty seeing, you know, that they actually pose a, a danger um, to, to folks like that. Um, just a handful of things that we like to see. A, number one, it would be great if, if people were authorized to just own their own scooters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, scooters are relatively inexpensive, and they are a, a very convenient way to get around uh, without a car, which is always nice. Um, we'd also like to see the throttles on the scooters limited to 15 miles an hour so that we don't have people, you know, riding dangerously. Um, and also an expansion of the existing geofencing technology to include sidewalks and also geofenced corrals so that you can't leave a scooter outside of a designated corral space, whether that be a physical corral or a, a corral that is painted on the ground and geofenced. So if you're not familiar with a geofence, it means like the invisible boundary that the machines can operate in. Geofences make sure that they can't go like in the tunnels or across the Liberty Bridge. And they should define where you can use or park them like in the corrals. And I am certain that the tech has evolved a lot since these things first got here in 2021. But my personal complaint is about the user experience. Like the people legislating these things talk about how they've never used them. Like Barb said that she hasn't. And anytime I've taken a ride when I'm done I cannot get it to turn off like I can't get it to end the ride and stop charging me even in the painted corrals with the cords to physically plug them in it doesn't recognize that I'm done so my three dollar ride turns into an 18 dollar ride and I've wasted 20 minutes trying to get the darn thing to respond to me it is so infuriating and I feel like no one's dealing with that because I assume they never use them to actually experience what it's like in Pittsburgh (laughs) and I am also one of those people who hasn't tried the e-scooter but I'm also not a lawmaker and that experience is not selling it for me. So, <laughs> And it, I haven't had that experience in other cities, to be clear. So I don't know if it's a Pittsburgh problem or a spin problem or some combination of the two. I would love for them to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. $18 for something that should be $3. That's a really big markup. <laughs> um, I guess you wouldn't have this problem if you were to own your own scooter, though. And what was that thing Barb said about people owning their own scooters? Is that a possibility? Well, I don't know if it's a possibility, but that is another complaint that folks have made over the last two years, because while this pilot has been authorized that ended in July and may now be coming back, it's through that whole time, it's technically been illegal to own your own motorized scooter in Pittsburgh. So no one seems to be enforcing that really. But as Councilwoman Warwick points out, it's kind of a weird look to allow this for-profit company to operate here, but not allow individuals to own their own if they can afford one. And, you know, we've mentioned some of those issues with the initial pilot program, and Anne also did some really solid reporting on people who got injured from riding e-scooters. One guy actually died. Yeah, that's really awful. And the city's database wasn't set up well for reporting and tracking those injuries. She came on the pod to talk about that, and we'll link that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. So now that this pilot is probably... Almost definitely. (laughs) Coming back, let's get into some of the new changes, and hopefully those will help with some of the issues that folks have been raising. Here's hoping. Um, So these are the stipulations, quote unquote, that Representative Frankel's office mentioned. The new authorization adds a few requirements that we did not get in that first two-year pilot. So number one, not allowing scooters on the highway or sidewalks. 
I thought that was already a rule. I would not want to be on a scooter on the highway. And I would also be very scared if I were in a car and saw someone on a scooter down the highway. Yeah, I would be fascinated to know exactly what the enforcement mechanism is for that. Um, Number two, prohibiting anyone under 16 years of age to operate one. That makes sense. They're really heavy. I would not expect (laughs) to see a little kid going around on them like one of those Razor scooters. Right. Uh, Number three, requiring companies to establish complaint hotlines for abandoned scooters. And Anne said that could also be 311, right? That doesn't have to be a separate hotline. I think so. Like the city's hotline is already equipped to deal with complaints of all kinds, but maybe they want a dedicated one. I don't know. Uh, Number four, mandating the scooter company have a $2 million general liability insurance coverage. And is this for injuries? I don't know. Like you have to sign a waiver to use them in the first place. So I'm really curious how that could hypothetically legally play out. Yeah, yeah. And number five, authorizing the city to impose fines for failing to properly park or corral scooters after three hours. This is super confusing to me. Who are they fining? Does that mean the people who rent them get the fines? The scooter company gets the fines? They don't say. Um, And I also wanted to know if the scooter company had to be spin again or if we could choose another one or multiple companies like Bird or Lime. We don't know for sure, but Anne said spin would make sense just because they've already been here. Uh, The scooters are off the roads, but there are still some corrals around the city. I'm in the East End and I've still seen them around empty. But since the infrastructure is here, I assume that would make things a little bit easier for spin to stay. And we asked Anne what she's heard from people as she's been doing all of this reporting around e-scooters. Here's her again. I hear different things. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who love those scooters. And and actually, for places where transit isn't great, I can totally get why you want the scooters. Like, I totally get that. And so, like, on the north side, they're really excited about them possibly coming back because you can't get from, like, one spot to the other without going all the way downtown and back. I mean, it just t- saves so much time. Uh, but, I mean, a, a, a lot of people are, are concerned about the safety and about... Um, and about the mobility issues for people who can't ride scooters. If people are happy with that, with the fact that they're now scooters and that makes things easier and, and good for them, that takes the pressure off of trying to find a mobility solution for people who can't ride scooters, for people who are blind or people who are, you know, um, mobility impaired. And if you don't have balance or if you are in, in a wheelchair or, you know, needs any sort of of aid to get around, then um, you can't ride a scooter. And maybe that means, oh, we're not going to figure out what we're doing. We're, how are, how are we going to help these people? And and frankly, I once heard that the hardest part, that what the, a disability takes away the most is your time. And so, you know, you can't just hop in a car when you're blind, you know, and you have to sort of arrange these things. Well, you can't hop on a scooter either. And so that's kind of one of the issues that we have to have to figure out as a society. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that echoes a lot of what we have heard from previous guests on this show is not that folks are mad at the scooters specifically. It's that we want to have more mobility options and we really want our lawmakers and our policymakers to be designing not just for a baseline of able-bodied individuals, but for everyone who might need these transit options. And if you design for folks with the most need, then it's going to help everyone. So, yeah, the frustration continues. Mm-hmm. And thinking about policymakers again, when Mallory spoke with 
Barb Warwick. She said she'd introduce legislation to further regulate the scooters. In city council. Yeah. If the budget is ever passed, of course. Exactly. She didn't share a ton of details, but we'll be sure to follow up and keep an eye on that once we hear about the Senate's final decision. Before we go, we'll let Anne have the final thought. You know, the other thing is it's just a year, right? It's just another year. So um, maybe... Maybe this is a good way to tinker with it and find out the right way to do scooters. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. A huge thanks to everyone who came out to our happy hour at Trace Brewing last week. Y'all are such a fun bunch, and it is really an honor to bring a little news into your lives, even at 1.75 speed. If you're liking the show, please tell someone and make sure you're subscribed to our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. Want to say something funny for the blooper?